This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. And Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Hello and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast. I'm Jason Mann. With me as always is Rich Krejci. Rich, good to be back with you. Absolutely. And we are uh, going to next uh, talk about the... Uh, the top 50 case for Dennis Rodman, uh, definitely a, an interesting figure in NBA history, uh, very colorful, I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> literally you being a, that. you being a Chicago Bulls fan obviously has uh, some uh, meaning to you oh, as yes. well. Uh, he is, uh, just look, kind of looking at the overall, um, case for him or some of the numbers for him. He's 104th all time, or excuse me. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's 104th all time in wind chairs, uh, 98th in wind chairs for 48, 61st in boxer plus minus and 61st in value over placement player. He is, uh, Twice on the All NBA third team, he was uh, seven times on the All Defensive first team and uh, once on the All Defensive second team. He has one season in the top ten in win shares, one season in top ten in value over placement player. He is first all time in rebounding percentage by quite a margin. Uh, he was first in the league for eight straight seasons, and also is for whatever it's worth. Uh, uh, he is nine times in the top ten in defensive rating. I don't think individual defensive rating tells you a whole lot, but it's 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 there. So, um, in uh, the Bill Simmons um, book of basketball pyramid, he is 69th, and in the Slam Magazine top 500, he is 48th. So, um, it's a very strong case that he is the strongest rebounder ever. Incredible defensive force and a major contributor to some of the winningest teams ever with five rings. But, you know, can a player with so little scoring be considered for the top 50 whose value goes completely on defense? I think that's kind of the um, the, really the case that we the the answer that we have to come up with if we're going to kind of consider Rodman and maybe some other guys, too, as a top 50 candidate. So, Rich, what do you think? Yeah, he's an interesting one, and, and I think the biggest part, and, and you mentioned it in his strengths, uh, you talk about possibly the greatest rebounder ever, and a guy that you can easily make a case that he is you know, the best rebounder of all time. Can you leave a guy out of the top 50 if he's the best at one of the major parts of the game? You, you know what I mean? I, that's, that's something that throughout this process and, and looking through Rodman and looking at stuff, it's like, 
man, like, and because you know what you mentioned is correct. I mean, it's it's hard when the guy has pretty much no value on one side of the ball, but he is so good on the other side of the ball in terms of defense and rebounding. And we look at the, some of the keys of the game and you know the facets of the game or whatever. Two of them, he's like elite all time great in, and it, it's it's. Just because he's, you know, not so good in the other, it, it's, I don't know, because I feel like on the other side, if there was a guy who was an all-time great scorer, but not, you know, sort of a, a middling defensive player, we sort of, you know, we wrestle with this idea too, but a lot of times we kind of, in the end, we'll say, yeah, they're probably in or whatever, as long as they add something else. Well, this guy's, you know, the greatest rebounder ever, you know, arguably, and one of the best defensive players ever. So to me, I would almost have to say he's an absolute yes, but, you know, there there is some merit to what you said of, like, it does kind of open the floodgates for some other guys that that might now become, you know, no doubters because it's like, well, you know, if Rodman's in there, it's – and I don't usually like doing that of like, well, if this if X is in, then, you know, Y, you know, Y and Z have to be in or whatever. But, you know, if you make a case that Rodman's a no doubter, then, you know, there are some other guys that have some good cases as well. Yeah, and, you know, Rodman has, you know, 7.3 average 7.3 points per game for um, his career, which is obviously, obviously it's very low. That would be by far the lowest of anybody who would be on our list, I think, by half. I think Unseld is like 14. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I I see what you're saying for sure. And I think that there's also a case that, um, you know, maybe the numbers aren't telling us, you know, the, the advanced stats aren't quite that strong for um, Robin, that they don't necessarily take capture the things that he um, does the best. But, um, there, there's a really interesting um, study done by Benjamin Watson of at, at skepticalscourts.com. He writes for a uh, 538 now, and he wrote, you know, like a, re- a really interesting series on, um, you know, making a case for Dennis Rodman to be in the Hall of Fame. This was before that he was elected to the Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, the things that stood out to me in, on that piece were one that he um, was incredibly great both at rebounding on both ends of the floor, which is not something that is a case for basically any other rebounder. There was no trade off for him in offensive and defensive rebounding rates. He was, he was elite at both. Um, and he, and you know, even though we, we, we've talked about how he was, he didn't really bring that much on offense. His teams actually played significantly better, um, on offense with him in the lineup, even after accounting for the offensive rebounding. So obviously the offensive rebounding is something that would add value um, sure. on offense. But, you know, he, he was able to, you know, when he was on the floor, the offenses were better. I, I think there Ben Wallace is another guy who that has happened to where Ben Wallace is, you know, definitely, I think in some ways, a similar case to Rodman where, um, you know, the, the value seems to be all in defensive uh, on the defensive end. But, you know, the he's he's also had kind of a, a similar thing and Rodman has you know in that piece some of the um greatest um you know um like scoring margin like as far as turns on be, being on the floor versus being off the floor the uh, on off stuff like Rodman has you know like one of the if not the best numerical case of like players in the past 25 30 years yeah, which is insane because, you, you know, if you think about that again, you know, after accounting or, you know, after accounting for, for the odds of a rebounding, you look at a guy who, you know, by all accounts, there's no reason to pass him the ball. The offense, you know, is not going to, you know, you could almost make a case that, you know, you know what, leave Dennis. You know, if, if Jordan's coming down the lane or whatever, just leave Dennis. You, you know what I mean? Like, just completely forget about Rodman or whatever. And then, yeah, you see that where, you know, it'd be interesting to see Rodman in this sort of era where you'd have more kind of a zone defense, you know, ability to sort of play areas versus having to play players, you know, obviously – you know, in, in his time, he was able to sort of the guy had to kind of stick with him. You couldn't have a floater, you know, like we see LeBron James do a lot of times where the guy just, he just kind of leaves his guy and, and just sort of floats in the space or whatever. 
I, it'd be interesting to see how he would sort of adjust to this era. But we look at a guy like Ben Wallace, who played a lot, a, a decent amount of his career in that era, and it's still, as you said, it's still he was still a great effect on his offense, even without being you know an offensive uh, player. But yeah, I, I think I look at that. And I think, again, that that's another notch in his resume. That's just an incredible all-around resume. Uh, real quick here, I'm going to look at uh, error position uh, and all-time uh, at his position, a few of the advanced stats. Uh, he 10th in win shares uh, in his position and his error, uh, 16th in win shares per 48, and 6th in value over replacement players. So he definitely stands out amongst forwards um, of his error and position. All-time, he, he drops down a little bit here. Uh, 46th in win shares, 60th in win shares per 48, but then does pretty well in value over placement, or 26th in value over placement player. And a lot of that is, of course, uh, defensive blocks plus minus and, and, and the defensive stats as well add a little bit more to that. But, yeah, he's an interesting case. I, I To me, I, I, I think he has to be in the conversation at some point because, as I said, it, it's just I don't know if I can do this list without you know having – arguably the best rebounder ever. I mean, he's the best at one of the f- major facets of the game, and he's so far and away, as you said, the one of the best or, or the best or whatever, and then you add in the, the elite defense. It, it, it's a good case for me. I don't know if he's a slam dunk. I'm not saying yeah, he's absolutely in there, but I think he merits you know, at least a thought when we get that final pairing and, and the final 50. Yeah, and you know his defensive versatility, obviously, um, was you know, he could defend bigs and he could defend wings. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, each extremely well, obviously he keyed, I, I mean, the, the bulls, um, you know, improved incredibly once he, when he came over there. I mean, obviously Jordan was at full form again as well. I mean, it wasn't just Robin being in there, but that was a, and that was a big, um, you know, he was a very important player for, um, those teams, obviously they would not have won three championships without him. No, no question about it. And, um, and you know, in, in the Pistons, he was he was strong yeah. there. I mean, he replaced a Hall of Famer and Adrian Dantley. They basically traded Adrian Dantley because hey, we need we Dennis Rodman needs to play. You know, um, so it um, uh, so I I mean, he was a really he was a key player for a lot of great teams. Yeah, I I, I think there's a good he, there's a good argument for him, and it's not necessarily um, I, I, he's not necessarily a slam dunk, but I think he um, but I definitely do think that there's a, a a strong case. I'm actually, I'm a little surprised he didn't get on the initial list. And, and granted, it was done. This was, so it would have been before the seven. It would have been during the seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Or no, I guess no. I guess it would have been done because it was it was ninety-seven All-Star game. So they would have already had the seventy-two and ten season. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, it may have part of it may have just been because of uh, you know Robin's off the court stuff of just the you know the wildness. And just, <laughs> you know, they just don't want him there. Feeling <laughs> like yeah, he wouldn't represent. You know, you just they'd, he'd be wearing he'd have pink hair or whatever, right, and, you know, wearing a dress. Rick Barry would be or whatever. Yeah, throwing comments about it. Yeah, and stuff, so there you go. Like, so, <laughs> do you think him and Rick Barry have ever been in the same room? Uh, I and how would that go? I, I, I think well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they'd get along really yeah, well. Rick like, probably just try to show them how to shoot three for the free throws. Exactly. So. <laughs> I love. Uh, there's one year, uh, you know, looking at, at Dennis Rodman's career. I love it that there was a Pistons year where he just shot a lot of free uh, three pointers and just like, uh, I mean, not a lot, but he shot like 101. I think oh, 91, 92. Yeah, I'm finding it now. He was uh, 32 of 101. From there, thirty-one percent is not bad. Yeah. I mean, when you consider that, when when you, if you remember like prime, you know, Chicago Bulls, Dennis Rodman, like that dude looked like he had never like practiced a shot in his life or whatever. To hit, you know, thirty-one percent from three, that's that's not bad. It's thirty years old too, Dennis Rodman. But yeah, he never he never really did it again. Yeah. And I think the rest of his career, I don't know if he amassed a hundred total. Yeah, but. he was such an oddball in just so many different ways. As far as I mean, the eight, you know, he was twenty-five when he came in league. He came from a very small college i mean just everything about his career path was just 
was was strange. Just uh, I still don't get how he like actually made it to the NBA. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's really unique that that this guy was able, as you said, from Southeast Oklahoma State. Like what, what the hell is that? Right. Like it's not even a, it's just a non factor. And he's a guy who you know comes in the NBA and and you know when he initially is there, you know, in Detroit or whatever, he's he's a guy that he just can't. I, I feel like when you get a guy that that you know. There is merit, of course, to rebounding and defense or whatever. But I feel like a lot of people would look at this guy and go, "Jesus, he can't score at all. Like he's just, he, he's he's so awkward. He's weird. Where did this guy come from? He's just, it, it's it's just I, the story of him getting to the NBA still just amazes me. Like it, it, it's it's like a one of a kind thing that this guy six seven two. I think that's another important part of right. his, his his size as well. Like he's the greatest rebounder of all time, and it's like yeah, he's like the size of LeBron. <laughs> like you know, he's the size of like Sean Livingston and point guards these days, and and he's the best ever. It, it's it's just it's so weird. He's got just the, the most unique career ever. And I don't know if we're ever going to be able to do it justice, you know, in this project, he'd be a guy that, that I'd love to do just like a real big, long introspective about because it's, it's just so much there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I think that, um, I'm just trying to think of like a, a player who is like him, who the player who is closest to being like Dennis Rodman. And I can't think of anybody who like in today's game. Well, yeah, or any, any time really, I mean, just anybody who kind of has that combination of skills and I don't think there's anybody who just is his size with his skill set who can rebound like he did um I mean I, I really don't think there's anybody yeah like you said I think Ben Wallace is the the, the next closest copy yeah makes, I, I guess I mean Ben Wallace didn't really defend wings and um right exactly yeah. and that's and that's the difference there is like you know Ben Wallace had his had his fun stuff but yeah he's guarding point you know he's guarding you know power so, forwards yeah and he, he, and he guarded bigger like guys but, um so I, but you know you can't switch on Rodman like Rodman it's like okay cool yeah uh, I got you locked down now Gary Payton like you know what I mean right, like that's yeah insane like yeah oh wait crap you know I'm back on you know now I'm on Ewing oh now I'm on Mark Jackson it's like that's insane like how does that happen like you can't do that yeah it's uh like he, he's got the LeBron defense thing but like it's but just take out any and all scoring it's just it's very weird yeah like you said it's just it's unheard of really right yeah so anyway um so uh everyone uh thanks for uh checking us out you can uh, find us at harborparoxysm.com we are part of the hp network podcast you can find both our podcast or all of the hp network podcasts on itunes we'd appreciate a uh rating and review and you can find us also at over and which is our forums where you can uh discuss any of the top 50 players or anything to your heart's content re- regarding basketball history uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Over and Back NBA, and we also have a new uh, newsletter, NBA um, Over and Back NBA History newsletter, which uh, recounts the uh, what's been happening in the world of NBA history for the week. We uh, just try to find uh, interesting articles, uh, podcast or videos, anything that uh, relates to classic basketball. We have in there, so uh, so uh, check that out. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll be back again soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.